Chapter 15 of St. Charles Borromeo, A Sketch of the Reforming Cardinal by Louise M. Stackpole. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter 15 Death of St. Pius V, Election of Gregory the Thirteenth. Charles was still in an extremely weak state when the mournful tidings reached him of the death of the sovereign pontiff. The pontificate of Pius V had lasted for six years and on May 1, 1572, he passed away to his reward. On hearing the news, the archbishop went at once to the Duomo to offer up a requiem mass for the repose of the soul of the venerable pope, and to exhort the people to join with him in prayer to God to direct the sacred college in their choice of a successor. But when he spoke of the heroic virtues and noble qualities of St. Pius, tears choked him, and he sobbed aloud, so dear to his heart was the memory of that grand and courageous pope. In spite of the advice of his physicians, he set out for Rome to take part in the coming election. They, however, insisted on sending with him a mule laden with various medicines and remedies. But near Bologna, the mule fell into the river, the bottles got broken, and the physic flowed away into the stream. This misadventure greatly amused Charles. He remarked with a laugh, It is a good sign, and shows that I need no longer use these remedies. As a matter of fact, he arrived in Rome in the best of health. The cardinals met in conclave on May 12, 1572, and on the following day, Cardinal Hugo Macampani of Bologna was unanimously elected. He took the name of Gregory Thirteenth. He and Charles were old friends, for he had been one of the most brilliant academicians at the Vatican Knights, and had afterwards distinguished himself during the last session of the Council of Trent, having been sent there by Pius IV to wind it up. Charles wished to return at once to his diocese, but the new pope insisted that he should spend a few months in Rome. His health once more gave way, and the pope persuaded him, though with difficulty, to consult some of the leading physicians, but they did not agree. Some of them said it was essential he should go through the cure at the baths of Lucca. Others said that treatment would kill him. In this dilemma, Charles took the law into his own hand, and, having delivered himself from the cruel bondage of the doctors, resumed what to most of us would seem as severe a cure, namely rigid fasting and abstinence and vigorous discipline. Under this strenuous regime, he gained strength every day, and afterwards he frequently told his friends that, when the doctors had exhausted all their remedies in endeavoring to cure me, I gave them all up completely and cured myself by fasting and abstinence, that in a short time I was quite well. Thus abstinence was called by everyone Cardinal Borromeo's cure. During his stay in Rome, he persuaded Gregory Thirteenth to allow him to resign his offices of Archpriest of Santa Maria Maggiore, a grand penitentiary and protector of the Franciscans and Carmelites. St. Pius V had always resolutely refused to permit him to give up these appointments, and Charles rejoiced exceedingly that at last it was evidently the will of God that he should be quite free to devote himself absolutely to the care of his diocese. He returned to Milan by Loreto arriving in that blessed spot on the eve of all saints. He spent the night in prayer in the small and humble room in which the Archangel Gabriel announced to the Blessed Virgin Mary, Blessed art thou amongst women. The following morning Charles had the happiness of offering up there the holy sacrifice to the Mass, and his mind and body both strengthened and refreshed by this flying visit to his favorite shrine, he set out for Milan, to arrive there in time for Advent, which according to the Ambrosian calendar, begins on the first Sunday after the Feast of St. Martin. He arrived at Milan on November 12th, 
and at once wrote to the Pope, formally resigning all the dignities and appointments his uncle Pius IV had conferred upon him. He was protector of Germany and of Portugal, and therefore wrote to the Emperor and to the King, telling them that he had placed his resignation in the hands of the sovereign pontiff. He had for some time hesitated about the disposal of the Abbey of San Graziano, a San Felino, at Arona. It was, as we have seen, a sort of family living, but it was not because he knew he would incur his relative's anger by renouncing it that he delayed. It was because he was undecided on whom to confer it. He finally resolved to give it to the Jesuits, to found a novitiate in connection with the College of the Brera, which Gregory the Thirteenth had allowed him to give them. Having thus successfully denuded himself of all the honors and emoluments that St. Pius V had insisted on his retaining, saving only his dearly loved see, he was free to devote himself, unreservedly, to the holding of his third provincial council. End of chapter 15